The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. All the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talent Jenkins. Joined by our host, we got Mr. Buckle McGee, Ryan Gilbert, and Mr. Big Old Piece of Fucking Shit, Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? We didn't have this podcast when the Flyers were in the playoffs. You don't know what happens when the Flyers could potentially be good, even if it's four years away. The Flyers <laughs> fucking drafted Mitch Koff, and that's what they had to do. I'm fucking, I'm on another planet right now. This is fantastic. Uh, let's keep it going. I love it. I'm happy for Ryan. Um, I was expecting a better day for myself with the draft picks, but uh, uh, we'll get into that later on. But um, yeah, it, it was still a successful, successful day. It, it just wasn't quite the Christmas uh, that I, I wanted. Um, but um, yeah, it, hell, of a, hell of a day. Like uh, just, just sit in front of the computer, watching everything move, watching everything move. Unfortunately, the steam lied today. Like I said, we'll get into that later on. But uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 still happy. I'm still happy, just not as happy as I'd like to be. It's a draft extravaganza show. Obviously, we're just recording this right after the 2023 official NHL entry draft, also known as the 2023 uh, Mr. Joel Meyer uh, Memorial. Uh, gathering of uh, rookie players. We will discuss that later on in the show. I'm, I don't fucking know. If it's, I'm doing fuck <laughs> birthing. Birthing, I guess. The, the I don't even the resurrection. <laughs> Joel came I'm, out of the 2023 NHL drafts for China. He's, he's well, initiation. That's the word you're looking for. Okay. Well, I'm doing good too, yo boys. I had a hell of a cook today. I I killed a couple live lobsters, made a beautiful lobster risotto off today. So I was just chilling with my girl. It was a good day watching the draft. You know, whole lot of nothing went on the trade front. We'll, we'll get into all this shit later, though. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, we just had the NHL draft. You think, hey, NHL news is going to be over for a bit? Er, wrong. We got free agency on Saturday, baby, July first. That's going to be absolutely sick, too. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that later on in the day, but still tons of stuff in the world of sports. We got baseball. Baseball's doing its thing. Ryan, what's going on in the world? I'm a, I'm a big baseball guy. <laughs> I'm, we're the, the baseball discord. Absolutely sick. Blue Jays are winning the baseball cup. Uh, I'm going at it with Muna for right now. Muna's fucking talking a bunch of shit. Well, that's funny. I don't even know why he's in this Discord. Because, like, hey, you know what? I didn't know that Vegas had a baseball team. I don't think they do. Maybe I'm wrong. So I don't <laughs> the know Oakland, what he's Oakland talking A's about. are uh, headed over there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Are they actually? Is that a thing? The, the, they are. The Oakland A's are, are going to Vegas. But, yeah. This but year? Just, just, he's just a fan of cheaters. He likes the Golden Knights who had Mark Stone on the IR, IL, whatever, until the, the playoffs. He, he likes the Astros who clearly cheated as a as what's his manfred has has said that he should have suspended him so yeah moon just 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 uh likes cheating or rooting for cheaters out there okay yeah, well, so the old talent would hate him for that but uh now talent is all over the the town so. loves the golden knights for some reason. i yeah. do love that i am part gold i have, i like I the i like the team knight. i don't like the franchise 
<laughs> Come on, you got to stick with me. You, you got to stick up with the players. This 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 franchise still doesn't treat the players like. Look at them trading uh, Riley Smith, an old old misfit legend, uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third. Just just oh. get him out of there. We'll like, get into that. All right. All right. Well, well, what about you know who probably does like Vegas? It's Jack Eichel's neck. I'm sure he's a big fan of the Vegas Golden Knights. Probably likes Vegas more than he, he got, he got a tattoo on, on his uh, thigh there as well. I believe <laughs> of the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup champions. You know, I want to say those tattoos are pretty fucking stupid, but if I won the Stanley Cup, I, I'd be getting tattoos. If the fucking Leafs won either. the Stanley Cup, you'd get that. If the Flyers ha- won the Stanley 100%. Cup, I would get that. Joel's just not 100%. big enough of a fan to get a tattoo. That's a good I point. Am, I am uh, anti-tattoo unless you're a fucking Russian uh, warrior or some kind of, um, <laughs> you know, you got to be a really fucking tough guy. Like everybody has a fucking tattoo these days. It's like a, it's like um, a push-up bra for men, basically. That's what tattoos are. <laughs> what? That, that's my opinion. Tattoos are clickbait, bro. Tattoos are clickbait. Oh my god! Don't put Joel starting that <laughs> clickbait again, bro. We we talked about it. the only tattoo Joel supports is if you stick and poke your dick. This is old news. <laughs> We've been over this multiple times. Anyways, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all the information at the SGPN website. Uh, be sure to read the articles. We have lots of love, lots of effort goes into those articles, and there's plenty of great content. Even though some of the sports seasons are a little bit dying down, still tons of stuff to check out. So be sure to do that. Uh, also, check out all the other shows on the network. Be sure to check out Baseball Money is fake with ryan and blake those guys are always absolutely killing it uh and like i said we can find all that information at the sgpn website uh and of course shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord bro hockey channel is an absolute blast man you know it was buzzing tonight i think uh, what did we see from wings little screenshot there there was like over 600 messages or some shit like that on draft night that's absolutely spectacular man good to see that place buzzing and it's always buzzing even though it's the off season it's always gonna be buzzing baby so uh shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord it's popping off you know what another channel in discord is popping off not just the hockey channel that the baseball channel is on its way up mlb mlb is on its way up of course it is it's gonna be fucking pumping hell yeah uh anyway shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord in uh both channels uh if you're trying to get in the discord you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we should have put you in the right direction or the hgp twitter account or you can get a tattoo and it'll be like, hey, how do I get the Discord? And if you go to Joel, just just walk up to him and just have it tatted right in between your nipples. Like, just right in between is how do I get in the Discord? Walk up to him and just lift up your fucking shirt and let him read it. And then he'll be sure to let you know how to get into the Discord. Yeah, Joel's got one of those great uh, QR codes as, as a tattoo. So it's, it's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's an art piece while it's also resourceful. It's, it's fantastic uh, a double advertising there by Joel. Yeah, get in the Discord, subscribe to the Hockey Gaming Podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Get on in those five-star rating and reviews and uh, turn on auto-downloads as well. Mm-hmm. Gotta love those auto-downloads, baby. Uh, all right, we're going to get right into this. Like we said, it's the 2023 Joel Meyer NHL Entry Draft Initiation. It, it's the biggest biggest fucking night in the world of the league here this guy's absolutely killing it. he lives for drafts you might as well change it what's your middle name joel what's your middle name draft joel draft, draft meyer is it actually draft what <laughs> drafter drafter Drafting. joel, Dra- Draft. joel Dra- Draft. i like drafter Draft. joel drafter meyer let's go <laughs> anyways awesome fucking day obviously there's a lot of cool shit that we're down in the nhl entry draft there's a couple a couple little curveballs to start things we're gonna get into that a little bit not so much on the trade front but hell let's fucking get right into it and let's do it with none other our fucking draft extravaganza expert here mr joel meyer buddy what, what are your overall thoughts tell us about your plays i know you had a lot of a lot of fucking units on the board here and just say uh, anything anything you want to go on that maybe caught you off guard or whatever the fuck you feel like what's up 
yeah, it was a it was a wild night here. I was uh, basically sweating every fucking pick because I had uh, close to 120 units on the board, <laughs> oh which God. is the equivalent of all my hockey bets over the course of like two weeks. You know, like 60, 70 units is what I usually place in a single week in hockey plays. But I had all that resting on a few hours of action here in this draft. So naturally, I was sweating quite a bit. Hence, I am drunk. Hence, I am uh, full of nicotine. And uh, <laughs> yeah. But it did not get off to a good start for me. Um, I was watching the I was watching the board. You know, this is what we do with with the NFL draft, the NBA draft, whatever. Watching the steam and all that, and um, close to the end of the cycle, let's say, like ten minutes before the draft started, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, Adam Fantilli, it was like minus one thousand. So I thought for sure the people know stuff. That's why they're betting this. So this is the automatic play. So naturally, I bet a bunch of, of like minus 400 minus 350 whatever at off offshore uh, off market books and unfortunately it was leo carlson all along and, and uh, that put me in the hole for a bit i'm thankfully you know I, I i had a bunch of different bets on, on carlson whatever so it wasn't terrible it wasn't the worst but it definitely put me in a hole that i had to dig myself out of but the the, the bigger important point here is that um, for the nhl draft we don't have we don't have bet Chris. We don't have bookmaker. We don't have the, these massive market making books. So we don't actually have the real professionals betting the guys who actually have Intel. That's why the, the, this draft is kind of a crapshoot that way. So this is something to keep in mind going forward. Um, we were relying on FanDuel, which is one of the sharper books so far as the legals go, but uh, it, it's still not uh, on the same level as, as bookmaker and the, and the like. So that's why, I, I made a mistake there. I've been betting too much on Fantilli for two. Mm. So that sucked. But um, yeah, so going forward, just the NHL draft is, is, a, is a crapshoot because it's, it, there's not nearly as much money going into this market as there is in the NFL draft or even the NBA draft. So uh, I learned my lesson here that way. But thankfully, my matchups went uh, off pretty well. Um, I got um, like I, I can talk about like fucking thousand different things right now, but um, starting off with Fantilli going third was it was not ideal. I know it was great for Ryan; he had a nice free bet on that, eight to one. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. sir. Um, but yeah, Leo Carlson going too. I don't think that that was a good pick for the Ducks. I think Fantilli's the better player. Uh, we'll we'll see how that works out, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how how in depth you want me to go into this here I, I we can keep going down the board Montreal Canadiens Ryan Backer was a big hit though fifth overall I, I needed that one I did not want Mitch Cuff going there um no uh Arizona Coyotes are we, are we just gonna do the whole fucking thing we're just gonna let me talk do whatever you want yeah I do yeah, I do want to say quickly before you go I want to say quickly before you go on there Let's pump the little jets before we start carving my boy fucking Carey Price a little bit here, okay? But he had a little bit of a brain fart. He was clearly fucking embarrassed. That sucks. This is one of the best fucking goalies in the history of the goddamn NHL. So before everybody goes on there, you know, I've seen it already on Twitter. Everybody's just chirping the fuck out of Carey Price. Give my boy a little bit of a break. the hardest word to say, though. Ryan Bacher. But but names are hard. Okay, from the German. Yeah, Ryan Bacher's easier to fucking say. (laughs) But, uh, you know, names are hard, man. I get it. You know, clearly he looked a little distraught there. And I I like my boy Carey, even though he's fucking half and plays fuck the house. But still, you know, this is a good guy. So let's let's lay off him a little bit. It should happen. I got to be honest. I I heard it wasn't Mitch Kopp, and I stopped paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, 
<laughs> I, I was pretty heavy on, on Will Smith going three as well. So Adam Fantilli going three double fucked me. So I, I'm definitely not a Ducks fan anymore. I still like Ducks, black, the black. creatures, the birds, black. but uh, not a fan of the franchise at all right now. You'll feed them, but you won't bet on them. I no, see. Fuck, fuck they're in the Sandy Sandy franchise with, with the, the, the Florida Panthers for me right now. Not not in my good books. Um, yeah, going down the board though, uh, Dmitry Simashev. Like we, we we heard about the the Russians being passed over all the time. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of bought into that for a little bit, but uh, that's clearly not the case. The way that this draft went, with a bunch of Russians taken in the first round, and, and uh, the most surprising of all was Dmitry Simashev being taken over Matvey Mitchkov for the top Russian. I, apparently, there was a market for the top Russian. I was not aware of it, but uh, I would not have bet. To the shop to be going over Mitch Goff. So Isn't that Arizona, crazy? Arizona, like, that's fucking that's fucking nuts, bro. Yeah, Coyotes are just uh, like I said in the Discord, just they're just giving up on the NHL. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I love Simichev, but at six is crazy high, crazy reach. I think they could have got him at twelve, where they also picked uh, another guy, Daniel Boot. I think he's also another Russian. Russian. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I don't know. The Coyotes are just like, uh, fuck, we're not going to be in Arizona for long anyway, so we might as well just uh, get these Russians who aren't going to be here anyway for the next few years. So Maybe they're uh, moving to Russia. Maybe they're expanding maybe. to Moscow. We don't know. The Moscow, the Moscow Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah. The Moscow Coyotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving down the board, Washington Capitals. This is a huge, huge leverage play for me. If Ryan Leonard did not go we're, eight. We're, we're just skipping Mitchkov completely? Like, are you not giving me oh, a okay. chance here okay, to celebrate? Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, at this point, I'm at a Flyers draft party, breast rocket draft party at a, at the casino right by the stadiums. Hell yeah. The, the place is, it's the loudest I've heard of Flyers fans probably since we made, a, made the playoffs a few years ago. It's just everyone going off for Mishkov, everyone going off for Briere. It's like this is some sort of, it's something to be excited about for the Flyers. It's not having Chuck Fletcher, you know, making these trades for defensemen that aren't going to work out. It's getting the best player available. It should have been drafted probably second or third overall. I don't care if he comes over to North America. This is what the Flyers had to do. Take that big swing. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Take that huge swing. I mean, Mitchkov is going to be the second or third best player out of this draft, and you can get him at seventh overall while still having 22nd overall, while still having all these other assets. I love it. I, I thought they would go with uh, Leonard, who did go eighth to the, to the Capitals, but uh, I'm very, very, very happy with Mitchkov. As you should be. He is definitely the second best player. Someone argue he, he might even be the best player. Like uh, that. That's how close they were before. Um, you know the the Russian um, fiasco started. Like uh, people are arguing between Bedard and Mitchkov. So this guy could even be better than Bedard. We don't know that. So absolutely second best player in terms of skill level. So yeah, Flyers fans absolutely should be pumped. I watched a bit of him with Sochi this year, man. The kid's a fucking stud, bro. Like, you know, he's one of those guys that even it's like you when he doesn't have the puck, he still stands out. You know, like you see him out of the corner of your eye on the screen. And you're like, holy shit. Once this guy gets the puck, something absolutely electric is going to happen. And sure enough, you know, maybe seven times out of ten, six times out of a ten, you know, it, it does. Right. So uh, kid's got talent, man. He's going to be a fucking killer. I saw people saying, oh, doesn't matter. He's overrated, overhyped. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Oh, I stared go the KHL. KHL is a joke of a league. Get the fuck out of here. Second best league in the goddamn world. All right, these kids. Are, these kids are stud. Yeah, the, yeah. the AHL is close though. Like, there, there's so many quality players. Is it players. though? It's close. Yeah. But the, the 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 top level of talent is much better in the KHL than That's AHL. right. That's right. I, I might make the difference a little bit on that one. I'm just I said, gonna say. I, I said KHL was better than AHL. 
Oh, I, okay. I thought you said AHL. Yeah. No, it's it's close. It's like some people say the AHL is second, some people say KHL is second. I think Ryan is right in terms of um, the top end talent is better than KHL, but I think the overall talent is probably better in the uh, the AHL just because we have so many um, mm. NHL players involved yeah, there. There's so many journeymen there that could like be called up and play like third line. Right, players. right, right. No comment. I don't want to get in a big <laughs> debate here, but yeah, I think we know where I stand on this. Well, you're the All only right. one in Canada who watches the KHL, so maybe uh, that could be I, it as well. I, I'm excited to watch some KHL now that we got we got Mitch Goff over there. I'll give you my stream, bro. I'll give you my stream. Yeah, I don't no, want to I don't want to put it out on here because I don't want it getting shut down. So yeah. I'll message it to you later. I'll do you guys have any? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go through every fucking pick here, but do you have any uh, winners <laughs> or losers? Like uh, uh, um, as far as teams go, I got a few thoughts. No, but um, I, I tailed your pick for Bonk to go above Guliev for let's my article. Go, for let's go, let's go. Podcast and that was not those liars. That was not the Russian who went uh, ahead of schedule. So, yeah, that was a nice yeah. win there. Um, Otto Stenberg, was, I was harping on that for a while. So um, even if you got the lower number of under 26 and a half, that one cashed easily. So, yeah, I, I think over the past few weeks, the bets that gave out generally hit. Other than Smith to go three, that was not a winner. But, uh both of the other ones that gave up were uh, were what good was your to read go. On, uh, I feel like you had a read on Dvorsky and you had a read on Pelika. Yeah, I, I bet over on Dvorsky, but I wasn't too confident on it. And uh, Pelika, I had him over 11 and a half and under 14 and a half. So unfortunately, he did not middle that and uh, uh, ended up with uh, Detroit. But that's a much better pick. Speaking of Detroit, I was uh, not too confident or not too, let's say, um, I'm not too pleased. Well, I'm not a Detroit fan, so I don't give a fuck, but... They, they picked Nate Danielson. I think that that was a, a bit of a reach, kind of like a safe pick, which is uncharacteristic for Steve Eisenman. But then they came back with uh, sending Pelica at 17, so that kind of made up for it. So Red Wings, not too high on their draft uh, two picks here. But, um, yeah, they, 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 they definitely will benefit from that puck-moving defenseman. Um, whereas Danielson, I think he's he's projected like probably a, a third-line center. In my opinion, I don't think that he's got the upside that the, some of the other guys have. Like, uh, look at Matthew Wood or Kiba Perlow, Perlow, who uh, fell <laughs> radically. Perlow. 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 That was a bit of a joke in the Discord, too. We all started to like, spell in the wrong way. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's French. So, Perlow, P-E-R-R-E-A-U-L-T. Um uh, Nice pickup for the Rangers there, getting him so late. But uh, I think he should have gone earlier. So, yeah, Nate Danielson for the Red Wings there. I think that that was um, just a, a bit of a safe pick. But uh, Axel Sandin Pelika is a nice one to compensate for that with the, the Red Wings. And um, speaking of Swedes, the Vancouver Canucks getting uh, mm-hmm. defenseman Tom Willander, who is uh, a fit right in with the, with the Canucks system. Canucks love their Swedes, as we know. They only draft Swedes um, and hire uh, or sign Russians, so that that'll be a, a fun one to follow. He'll provide some uh, stability on the defense, which we need. Um, what about the Avs? Got getting two two late picks, Richie and uh, yeah. Gilead. Yeah. yeah, the thing like oh, we got Dubis. Uh, I, I loved the the fact that <laughs> the Predators fans started booing Dubis when he came up. You Why? Like, just fuck them? Is that what well, they're booing because the Penguins beat oh, the Oh, yeah, and, you're right. Uh, that um, makes sense. But it, yeah. it made me laugh anyway because it sounded like they're just booing Dubish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was right there with them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they took 
Brandon Yeager, which is a little ahead of schedule. I lost the over six and a half, or 16 and a half on that one. But yeah, I think that he, he'll be decent for them. Just a bit of a reach, but uh, you know, there was, he's got his sources. He's got his analytic boys. I, I think, you know what it is? I think that he heard, you know, your original take on him on our show a couple weeks ago. And he said, fuck this guy. I know that he's has this bet. So I'm just going to fucking sewer him. <laughs> I think, I think it's personal, Joel. You should be pissed. Oh, it should be. Yeah, fuck Dubas, man. This guy fucking cost me another bet. Uh, um, yeah, what else is there? We got uh, Oliver, Moore, Oliver Moore slipped down to the Blackhawks. I was really sweating. Um, what's his name? Cristal here. Uh, I was really heavy on him going over 19 and a half, over 29 and a half. He was a teammate of Connor Bedard. So I thought that maybe there's a chance the Blackhawks wanted to reunite them from the Pats. Has he not been picked yet? Crystal? No, he, he hasn't. Jesus. So that was an awesome bridge over by myself. I was uh, very heavy on that one. I recommended that in a couple different discords, um, as well as the show, I'm pretty sure. Crystal, uh, he, he's just a smaller guy who benefited from from being on the same line as uh, Bedard, of course. So uh, other teams are wise to that. Uh, let's go with the abs then. Uh, I was really happy to see that we got Callum Ritchie, who... Um, He's, uh, he's going to be another strong center going forward. We need the center depth going forward. Uh, uh, we have lots of defensemen going. Um, so, yeah, this guy will provide some depth, some some kind of, like, uh, insurance in case, uh, wow, well, Johansson and uh, Colton kind of, like, they're, they're towards the back end of their careers. So this guy could step forward and come in. And we also got uh, Mikhail Gulyayev, who is another uh, outstanding Russian defenseman. I did not expect the Russian or the Avalanche to go with Russian, but uh, we sure did. Well, I'm fine with that because this guy is an absolute stud who should absolutely be drafted in the first round. Um, and, of course, the Avalanche are excellent at drafting D. We know that from experience. Um, I'm just surprised that the Avalanche did not trade one of those picks considering uh, how all-in we are in this window. Of course, we did get Ross Colton, as we'll get into in the next segment um, and yeah, there's a uh, Vegas Golden Knights did not pick a goalie. Thankfully, I was uh, another bet that I put out on this pod. Uh, Mc, or what is it? Uh, Rabble, Mikhail Rabble to go over 32 and a half. David Edstrom came in at number 32. That's a great pick for the Knights. Uh, this guy's a stud from Sweden. He'll fit right in there in the next few years. So yeah, well, well one more thought on the Maple Leafs. Uh, you want to kick <laughs> that off, Talon? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who the fuck did we pick? We, we picked some kid named Easton Cowan. Apparently, he's projected to go, you know, late second round, third round pick. I guess, I guess the the scouts saw something that they liked in the kid. With all, you know, with all consideration, he did apparently have a pretty fucking decent playoffs uh, with London Knights in the playoffs. There, I guess he had like 21 points or something in 20 games, and he kind of kickstarted things off uh, towards the tail end of the season as well in the playoffs. Man. Um, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I'm not a big draft, like, crazy motherfucking guy when it comes to all this stuff, dude. But, yeah, uh, it's, 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 I was telling you guys before the show, it's your typical fucking Toronto Maple Leafs reaction here, okay? Uh, either this is the greatest off the board pick in the history of the NHL draft, the great uh, genius pick. Kid's going to be the fucking, we pretty much, we just drafted Wayne Gretzky and we didn't even fucking know it. Out of the 27 teams that came ahead of us here, you guys are all fucking stupid. You, you guys passed on Wayne Gretzky because we took 
smoke him. So he's going to be, apparently he's going to be the best thing, the next thing since sliced bread. Uh, realistically, man, my honest point of view is I have no idea who this fucking kid is. Um, but, uh, and this is something you guys kind of laughed at a little bit here, but that's okay. But when I look at, you know, the reaction of people that more importantly, London Knights fans or people that are in tune with the OHL, people that have watched this kid play his entire year, they said, yeah, you know, there's, there's a pretty, a pretty serviceable player here. You know, is, is he going to be a fucking superstar? Well, chances are most people getting picked this late in uh, the first round aren't. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll be a serviceable player. Now, obviously, there's the there's the debate. Could they have waited? If they really wanted the guy, could they got him later in the draft? Well, the Leafs didn't have any picks until about the fourth round or something. Do you do a trade back to try and get your guy? Whatever it may be, fuck it. I kind of respect the fact that, hey, we had somebody we wanted in our mind. Uh, let's just go out and take the fucking pick. But uh, who knows, bro? You, you can't just say, oh, this kid's going to be an automatic bust because he was projected to go second round or third round or whatever, and they picked him here. We don't fucking know, man. But... Uh, I, I don't know. It, am, I, am I pissed off about the pick? No. Am I happy, but ecstatic about the pick? No. But you know, he, he's a guy, and well, a five foot ten winger. Christ, five foot ten skilled winger. Tell me when you heard that before. But apparently, everybody's saying he plays with a little bit of a little bit of tenacity. Is a little bit of physical guy's hard on the pucks, and you know that, that is something this team does need. So uh, obviously, I don't think you'll expect to see him at the NHL level anytime soon, if ever. But hey, man. Fuck it. Good for Toronto. They got their guy. This wasn't a true living pick. You can't tell me that he, this is his guy. This had to be a scouting pick. And being in London, I'm sure that they saw a shitload of him, man, because it's, it's only a couple hours drive away from Toronto. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you guys might not like the pick. I don't. Fuck it. It's a pick. That's all I got to say. Let me put it this way. Easton Cohen was the only guy in the first round drafted that there was not a draft position market for. So, <laughs> well, they noticed too when, to it, when he got drafted, there was no the highlight. There's no highlight package <laughs> there. I do remember, I'm like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, but apparently he's got a lot of heart, whatever. He just doesn't have the, the size, the, the skill I will level, say, whatever. I, I will say what I did notice here. Um, and it's uh, to me, it's worth noting. Um, if you look at all the picks going around at this time in the draft, players were getting jerseys without their name on them because you don't know what you get later. They had this guy's name on a jersey ready to go. So either you're telling me the Leafs had all three rounds of every player's uh, uh, name on a that jersey. That just shows the Leafs are they, unprepared for what's going to happen. Or they targeted. Who knows a, what's going to oh, fall? It shows them. they're very they prepared. It. It's, it shows this is their guy, and no matter what happened, it's, it, it was who they're looking for. So, like, I, I can respect fuck it. That, that fuck angle. that. If Otto Stenberg falls to them, you take fucking Otto Stenberg. Well, yeah, you take Quentin yeah. Musty. They would sure. they would take a better player, but the fact oh, they, they got that it all they in reached, on Easton Cohen. Well, <laughs> apparently no, they, they were, in, but they reached for this guy. They they oh, knew okay. they wanted this guy. They had no picks until what third fourth round. Like, go ahead and get him at this point you in think the draft. Like he might have been all, available in the third round. The <laughs> you think they just had ninety jerseys just sitting beside <laughs> there with everybody's fucking name on it? They targeted a guy and they got their guy. So who knows, man? I'm I'm just bringing it up. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm just saying that's something I noticed. Okay. One more thing. Um, shout out to uh, fucking Doug Armstrong for uh, catch catching a, a number of bats with his picks and just like just going right up to the podium. Fuck everyone. I'm not thanking anyone. I'm just gonna name my fucking selection. Oh, I, <laughs> I love, love Doug that. Armstrong. Yeah, St. Louis Blues have a good culture going, and uh, I love the GM. But also, uh, I was surprised to see that they used all three picks. I thought for sure that they would trade at least one of them. Uh, same with the Avalanche, but uh, there was not a single trade <laughs> throughout 32 picks. That was the first time in a while, right, I saw? 
Yeah, so clearly the, uh, the the GMs listened to our podcast and they appreciated what I had to say last <laughs> night in terms of uh, player turnover, draft turnover, whatever, pick turnover. And uh, yeah, not a single trade, which is surprising. I mean, I would have loved an under on a, a trade market, which which cash for both the NFL and NBA, by the way. But uh, sadly, we did not get that opportunity for the NHL. But the St. Louis Blues came out with a, with a hell, of a, hell of a haul, I think, too. Uh, great pick by them. A couple things aesthetically I want to bring up uh, about the actual draft itself here, man. Uh, some teams got to cool the Jets a little bit here, okay? Well, I, I, I saw Vegas go up to do their pick at the draft. They had five people on stage, you know, four guys and a fucking kid. I saw the Leafs go up and do their pick. They had fucking, there's 25 people on this stage. They had a fucking, they had a whole team. They could have iced a whole team with how many people they, I couldn't believe it. The camera had to zoom out. That's how many people they had. They got assistant GMs, Haley Wiggins, Isaac was out there you had 20 fucking scouts up there fucking shanny uh fucking <laughs> little kids i uh I, like relax okay we don't need 24 fucking people on stage to make a pick here all right keep it to like you know maybe like tops like seven or eight or so like uh, we don't we don't need yeah only like, three or four it realistically, yeah. Like, give you your GM, your coach, head scout, you know, some little fucking schmelt kid or whatever. That's all good. But, like, <laughs> fucking, uh, that's absolutely bonkers to me. Let's relax on how many people we got going on stage here. Also, the funniest thing about the entire draft, I don't know what commentator said it, but they said Arizona Coyotes brash looks like a bunch of fucking either a restaurant host or fucking a valet <laughs> parking service. <laughs> oh, they picked like them too. Holy shit, man. They're all in their burgundy tuxedo. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? You guys look stupid, bro. That's, like, uh, that's, um, what's his name? The other Armstrong. The, uh, not, not oh. Doug Armstrong. It's the Bill Armstrong. Is that, is that his name? Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. They, they like to do that, though. They like to, uh, <laughs> Armstrong. <laughs> they like to, uh, color coordinate. They did the same thing last year as well, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, yeah. It, it gets worse every year. What are we doing? Like, come on, just go up there, just shut the fuck up, make your pick. If anything, yeah. it should be about the kids. It shouldn't be about you guys wearing the same fucking shit, you know? Yeah, and if you want to look good, you got to look good in some bird dog shorts, you know? Bird Bill. dog shorts make you Bill look Armstrong. good. Bill bird Armstrong. dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit Lance Armstrong. And leg, give you a truly sculpted look. Bird dogs do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better than those regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing clown knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric so you can cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style Yeti tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. So hey, oh. Ryan sounds different this episode. I was talking pre-show. My, my, my voice is just shot from yelling for Mitch Koff. At, at oh, it the sounds it, better, it, to be honest. It, it, it does sound better. <laughs> I, 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 thank you. I, I, do appre- I do appreciate that when I'm, I'm a bit more gravelly. It does sound, does sound better. It's more of a podcast voice. But uh, yeah, uh, we like to thank margaritas around the world for this, by the way. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a, a clear rum uh, cocktail on a can, actually. But um, the Flyers apparently met with uh, Mitchkov twice in Voorhees, which is where the training center is. And on Sunday, the the Flyers training center official Twitter account tweeted out, please be aware that we are canceling today's remaining games and events. We apologize for any inconvenience. And now uh, Friedman is quote tweeting that saying this was Sunday. 
The theory is the facility was shut down because the Flyers were meeting with Mitchkoff. Uh, Danny Breer said it was coincidence, but Mitchkoff did secretly meet with them in Philly on Friday. And one more time here, he convinced the Flyers that he wanted to be drafted by them. So that makes me even more excited that that the Flyers drafted him because he wanted to come to Philly. He wants to win the Stanley Cup Hill. Hell yeah. And he will. As he, uh, well, I don't know about the last part, but as he should be excited, dude. Philly's a great hockey market. The fans there actually give a shit. Uh, they, they, it gets cold in Philly, so we know Joel will like that. Uh, so, hell yeah, man. Good, good, good on them for getting a fucking start. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is natural ice here in Philadelphia, Joel. Don't That's worry. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Any last little? Okay, if we had to pick each, just on the spot here, one team that won the draft and one team that lost the draft. Joel, what do you got? Um. Well, Coyotes lost the draft, I think, uh, despite mm-hmm. taking um, – I, I love Dmitry Simashev. I just don't think that he should have gone out there at six. And Daniil Boot is also a bit of a reach. I think you could have gone with uh, somebody like Ryan Leonard at six, uh, even Mitch Cove at six, and, and taking somebody else at 12. Um, yeah, the Coyotes are a big loser. I don't, I'm not sure what the fuck they're doing. Um, big winner is uh, – we're going to go with the Blues. Blues kept mm-hmm. all their picks, and they picked uh, good players here. With the Delbar Dvorsky, who um, was projected to go in the 6, 7, 8 range. They got him at 10. And then they got uh, Otto Stenberg, who I'm really high on, from Sweden, as well as Theo Lindstein uh, on defense. So I like the Blues uh, draft. But, I, yeah, the, the Coyotes are the obvious one. I'm not going to go with the obvious one. Let's find another loser. Um, the Red Wings. The Red Wings with fucking... <laughs> Nate Daniels saying at number nine. I think that this guy is at third center at his peak. Uh, of course, accessing Pelica is a decent pickup, but uh, not enough to compensate for that that lackluster number nine pick. So, Eisman, I don't know what he's doing right now. I thought that he was, they had more balls than that. I thought that he would take a reach on somebody who's more skilled. But no, he did not. He took the safe pick with Nate Danielson. So, we're going to go with the Red Wings for a loser. And uh, we're going to have the Blues with a winner. And the Avs are winners as well with, with their picks. Uh, although, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'd rather, you know, go all in for, for the next uh, few years in this window. But so far as uh, picking good players, can't go wrong with Callum Ritchie and Mikhail Gulyayev for the Avs. So those are my two winners and losers. Yeah, I have no uh, in-depth analysis, so I will take the Coyotes as my loser. I mean, looking at, at their picks, they took Simashev over... Mitchkov and Leonard, I think those are both better than him. And then the, the Daniel Daniel Boot guy, they got got a twelve. I mean, I think the Flyers were looking at him at, at twenty two, so that was a big reach. And then my my winner has to be the Flyers. Uh, I I don't love Bonk over uh, Perot and over Kristal even at, at twenty two, but the Flyers no. do need a defenseman. So uh, and I can't be upset with with Mitchkov whatsoever. So after after I got Mitchkov, I just started drinking more. I, I didn't really care who they got twenty two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Perot is definitely a miss there, but Kristal, uh, I don't think that he'll be uh, an NHLer. So, okay. but uh, uh, yeah, Perot is is the the strange follower there. The, we were mystified why he fell so far, but, but uh, that's a hell of a deal. What was his over under? Did, did he have a market? Eleven and a half. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I bet under thirteen and a half and lost that one, but I also had no top ten, like plus one twenty five. So, I was looking for a middler. Yeah. Um, for myself, uh, I don't really know who a loser would be. I think I'd have to Leafs. maybe. Well, yeah, potentially. <laughs> you know how I feel. It could be. That's it could for Sandine be. or Easton Cohen. 
Yeah, when you look at it like that, I mean, Gabranson had some games for at least last year, and he was he was okay. He was, yeah, but I guess so. Yeah, when you put it that way, it's not that great. Um, from this looks of it, Habs fans aren't very happy. Like I'm just looking online, and I can only want Mitch Goff. Ryan yeah, Bacher I guess be a hell of a player. Yeah, I think so too. I think I, mean, I can't read what half of them are saying too because they're speaking fucking gobbly <laughs> gobbly goop. But uh, <laughs> French. Yeah, <laughs> they needed a D man too. The Canadians needed some defensemen, so Ryan Bacher right made sense for them. Yeah, I guess that's good. But, I don't but know. also, like, why not trade back if if, if you could there? True. Well, well, that's the thing. The the Predators were reportedly uh, offering Askarov fifteen. Mm. And mm-hmm. 24 for number and five. That's your goalie. They need a goalie, And they took too. In that sense, wow. I do agree with the, the Canadians that complain. Yeah. They could have uh, so been worse. Who, who, who did the, the Preds took? Matthew Wood, 15. Matthew Wood and uh, Tanner Mullenbeck, who's a decent defender. But, yeah, I, I would have taken the uh, the deal if I were the Habs there. Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand the Habs' frustration on that aspect. A missed yeah. opportunity, I suppose. Uh, and then for my winner, I, I'm gonna. I think a lot of people are fucking overthinking this. Chicago Blackhawks got fucking <laughs> arguably one of the best players in the fucking ah, world. Are you kidding me? So, I, yeah, I want to say they win. Columbus too, getting Fantilli. I think Fantilli is like mm. ready to play second line minutes for Mike Babcock. So did Anaheim yeah. fuck up then? I guess maybe not in the long maybe run, but. I- I think they so. got a guy though. Like they, he's gonna be Carlson's gonna be a guy, yeah. but obviously, you know, Van Tilly has pretty good upside as well, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Blackhawks also scored too, getting Oliver Moore. Um, mm. He was projected to go higher than that as well, at number nineteen. So, yeah, you, you're right in the, in the Blackhawks. Of course, <laughs> anyone who gets Bedard is gonna be the yeah. winner. But, uh, <laughs> uh, getting Oliver Moore there at number nineteen is is a good score as well. Hell yeah! All right, good coverage, boys. That was a lot of fun yeah. here. Um, anything else you want to add on to that, or are we good, Ryan? No, that's fuck a, the Kraken though. Edward Solly, fuck the half on that. Picking him at number twenty. Fuck those nerds. They're just picking sucks. this guy. He's got the high skill level, whatever. But he's a fucking pussy, and he doesn't give a. <laughs> kind of so this guy will love it. Yeah. I love it. He's no Easton Cohen, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, and we're going to move on to some news. We have a little bit of rumblings coming around the league today. Obviously, we were probably expecting a hell of a lot more trades, being that the fact is draft day. How about no trades on the floor? Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, like that, I said, wish they had off the market for that. In a while, yeah. yeah. I, I, I saw some tweet about that. I don't remember what year it was, though. Mm, bananas all right anyways we get into it uh there was a massive signing here coming out of the uh, new jersey devils obviously the devils were able to come to terms with uh forwards timo myers on an eight-year deal with 8.8 million dollars of course he signed for eight years hell of a contract though for a hell of a player uh these devils just keep getting better and better man we talked a lot about it last show that this team's gonna be fucking sick uh ryan we know uh, uh <laughs> apparently the flyers have a rivalry with the devils which is new to everybody else <laughs> yeah. in the fucking league but why don't yeah. you go on and tell us about your heated rival the new jersey <laughs> Devil it's just, it's just the fact that you understand the Rangers are going to be a team. The Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins are going to be a team. The, the Devils, they had their they had their championship parades in like a parking lot. They, they do not deserve a hockey team, let alone a team that's that's, that's this good. Whoa, are you showing oh, me yeah. for my no sand teams and you're coming after the New Jersey There's Devils? too many teams in that area. Like oh, teams in it's like fans the biggest in, metropolitan uh, no, fans in, fans in South Jersey are gonna be Flyers fans. Fans close to New York will be Rangers fans. You also have the Islanders there. Like there's no need for for the Devils there. There's not. <sighs> it's like uh, give Toronto a second team before that. Honestly, no, we honestly. don't want agree, a second team. I agree no. with that. Yeah, fuck but, off. But yeah, Timo Meyer. There I, is I, some I, buzz about that, by the way. Give a second one to Vancouver or Colorado. <laughs> We should. We should have more teams than fucking. Give Vancouver uh, their first, their first NHL Anaheim. team, maybe. 
the Victoria, the Victoria Vipers. Some Victoria Vipers. Yeah. Victoria Victorians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Meyer back 8.8 for for eight years, I think, is honestly more than I expected him to get. He's now the highest paid player there over Hughes at eight, over Brad at 7.8. I think he sure and Hughes will eventually get there, but Hughes is locked up till uh, 2030. Meyer is 2031. What are you laughing about? The Kelowna (laughs) crackheads. We already got the Seattle crack. They they have they have Brad's. Yeah, Bratt's 24, Heischer's 24, Hughes is 22, Myers 26, Luke Hughes is, what, 19? They have the, uh, uh, Mercer is better than people give him credit for. He's 21. He's going to be better and better. Uh, Toffoli, they just fucking got I'm pissed about. Vanacek, Smid. They have they have the assets now to go get Hellebuck, too. Like, if they get Hellebuck. They traded Blackwood, too, right? So they're, yeah, they they're that Blackwood. screams we're looking Another for a fucking starter. Baby. Yeah, so they, they, they could give up, like, Schmidt and, and a pick or two, and you, you never know. I'm not sure where Hellbuck's. Would you rather have uh, Kevin Hayes for a six-rounder or uh, uh, Miles Blackwood for a six-rounder? Easton Cohen for a six-rounder. <laughs> I'll take Easton Cohen. I'll take Easton Cohen out of, out of those three. Yeah, this is – uh, we expected the Devils to, to get Meyer done, and he got it done immediately. So so good, good for the Devils. I still don't think they have a, a chance at the Cup, but they'll, they'll make a good playoff run Lock and then you. lose in the conference final. <laughs> Devils are winning it all this year. I'm all in on the fucking Devils, baby. Let's go. Tumar, big, strong body, excellent goal scorer. Anything under $9 million is a win for the Devils here. Uh, nothing more to say. Uh, we knew this deal would happen as long as it happened under $9 mil, It's a win for the Devils. So let's fucking go. This team is the most stacked team in the Eastern Conference if you look at their uh, quality goal scoring and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, the Devils are an absolute wagon right now. So, yeah, nobody's scoring more goals than these boys. Let's fucking go. Devils hail Satan. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big futures guy, but I might be sniffing around Devils to take the Metro pretty early because you never know if they do get Hellebuck. You know, that number's I'm already on. Plus two eighty. Plus two eighty. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, I think they got. It's, uh, I feel it's just going to be them in Carolina, right? Like exactly. uh, New, New York could fit in there. The Rangers. Nah. Still, but, yeah. I'm, no? I'm down on the Rangers once again. Fading the Rangers. They're not going to do it. Okay, Man. fair enough. Devils all the way. They ain't, they ain't going to do it. Okay. You're just Tony Soprano in your fucking pool looking at your docks, pissed off at your docks <laughs> flew away. <laughs> Good callback. Good fucking callback. Yeah. Hell yeah, I am Tony Soprano. That's how the right. fucking season started. Uh, a little bit more news here. We're going to keep doing a little bit of a trade here for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they were moved off from forward Riley Smith. Uh, they traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third-round pick tomorrow in the 2023 draft. Um, yeah, Vegas up a little bit against in the cap uh, cap scenario, I guess. Um, they, they did just come to terms. I think they signed that deal with Aiden Hill, right? Wasn't that, what, two years at like $4 million per year? It's not official. Have they signed somehow. it yet? It's not yeah, official. It's, it's been. It's, it's official. all but official, right? They no? have to yeah. like. It must be like they're waiting for like July first or something. Yeah, maybe something like that. But anyway, so this is just kind of seems like maybe clearing up a little bit of room. Obviously, I guess uh, Robin Leonard is most likely not to be back, so they will have that LTIR space. But still, uh, wheeling and dealing from Vegas. You know, when you're Stanley Cup champions, you can fucking do whatever the hell you want. So good on them. Uh, got a third round pick tomorrow. We'll see what they do with it in Pittsburgh. They, they got they got a serviceable player. They need to surround their guys with some depth, uh, with some players as well. And you know. It's 
this is uh, this is Kyle Dubas starting with a bang here for the Penguin Boys. First <laughs> official trade. So there, there you go. Okay. Here we go. Talon is the number one Pittsburgh fan. Uh, yeah, oh, he uh, better fucking not be. He better fucking not be. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, you know. I'm uh, here for that, though. I'm here for Talon versus Ryan. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Happy Feet. I thought it was a cool movie. So penguins are all right, you know. And let's uh, fucking let's get it. This is just the the Golden Knights replacing Riley Smith pretty yeah. much with uh, Ivan Barbashev, who they signed to a a five year five million dollar AAV contract, which is what Smith had until the end of uh, 2025. Penguins clearly trying to win now, trying to give. Crosby and Malkin and a top six winger there. I feel like Smith was underwhelming in the playoffs. I don't feel like he ever had a big game or big moment whatsoever. So he, yeah, replace him with Barbashev, who can play top line minutes with uh, Eichel and Marcheseau and, you know, get a third round pick for him. It's it's a good trade for both, for both sides, I think. It's a hockey See, trade. Yeah. See, <laughs> two years ago, two years ago, talent would be all over this shit. <laughs> Attacking the uh, Vegas Golden Knights for trading this guy who's been a loyal warrior for them forever, a loyal knight. <laughs> Here they are selling him out after he won a cup, just just shipping him out for nothing. A third round pick. Fuck you. Get out of town. He should have showed up in the playoffs then. Sometimes the knights, sometimes the knights have to fall for the, the, for the honor of the kingdom. Fall on sometimes their sword, the, you know? Sometimes like the knight that. has to fall I, for I the like kingdom. That. All right. So I like that opinion. I like that opinion. They're doing the <laughs> they're for the greater good. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is a good deal for the Knights. I'm not sure from Pittsburgh's opinion. Uh, I'm not sure what Pittsburgh hopes to get out of this. Uh, they're not going to be competitive. Riley Smith's not going to put them over the top. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year with how competitive the East is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Pittsburgh has to do a lot of work to get into the mix. It's just um, good work by Vegas. I will admit that. Um, I just want to see more loyalty from the franchise oh, towards God. the players. More loyalty. <laughs> You want you want no no trade clause. I'm just going. I'm harkening back to the old days, okay? When Talon and I were united in terms of the uh, the Knights. Uh, when Talon was anti-Vegas, and you were like, "I'm fading the Golden Knights here." They're, they're, they're fall it was off. a win-win for everybody. <laughs> Not even from betting perspective, we were fading them from a uh, humanitarian perspective. From a, from a culture exactly. perspective, yeah, it was. Exactly. It, it was a different. It was a different brigade. We we had a yeah. conquest going on there, and you know, so it, like it Alan was, Walsh. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we were metaphorically stabbed in the back with a massive fucking sword, much like Marc Andre Fleury. So I understand yeah. it. But you know what? That sword got pulled or pulled out, and uh, it was inserted directly into my heart in a good way. So well, I'm a Vegas the Knights Vegas benefited Adam. from it, and they won the Stanley Cup, so we can't complain too much. Indeed, they uh, succeeded despite our grievances. <laughs> Why not? You can and, uh, <laughs> what are you saying, Ryan? I'm saying you can you. fucking complain if you want to complain. If you want to yeah, complain, complain about, about the Golden Knights winning the Cup, you we can We won the Stanley complain. Cup 2022, so don't give me no that No one shit. cares. No one cares. What? Ancient history. No. No, uh, uh, legacy will not be denied. What have um, you done for me lately besides exactly. drafting besides drafting Mishkov? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> What's your fucking anyway? This is a good draft for both teams. I don't know about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I think, could uh, be better off using that third for something else other than Riley Smith. Maybe they're just keeping Crosby happy and Malkin mm-hmm. happy. Uh, I don't know. The Pittsburgh Penguins will not be competitive going forward. Uh, so yeah. A good deal for Vegas. But, but they're hanging on. They, they have to get guys like Smith that are going to like contribute. Yeah, they're hanging on. They have to. They plug and play, baby. Plug like and play. Cap. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, just, you'd rather uh, just uh, hold. 
Yeah, uh, but if you're don't don't fold, just go to Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, another trade here to talk about a little bit here. It looks like a Tampa Bay Lightning traded Ross Colton uh, to Colorado for the 37th overall pick in uh, the draft tomorrow. It's a second-round pick, early second-round pick. Um, yeah, Colorado gets some more forward depth here. It seemed like uh, maybe Joel can touch on this a little bit more. Obviously, it seems like uh, they had a little bit of trouble on the offensive side of things a little bit this year. So they brought in a couple guys here. Um, you know, they've they've earned some draft picks. They've shedded some draft picks. Uh I don't know, tidy business. Colton's a serviceable player here, and uh, I got nothing wrong with this deal. I don't know. Jolie, what do you think? Oh, you want to sold the shit out of this fucking <laughs> trade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a, one of the steals of the whole fucking uh, oh, cycle of here. It is. it is. Actually, I'm not even being op- optimistic. It's uh, Think about trading Newhook to Montreal for a 31st and 37th pick. And then giving the 37th pick for Ross Colton. Nothing like got to play the new hook. Nothing like a 32 point player that fucking that's uh, wow. I feel like I'm dealing with here is 26 years old. Is Colton not just like a few years older than new hook with less potential? He's four years older. I think they had uh, what is it about a six or seven point differential between last year. You talking new hook is playing second line minutes, whereas Colton was playing on the third line. Give me a fucking break. Colton will be right in there. He'll be better than Newhook. He's a more physical player. Okay. He's got a hell of a shot. Uh, he's going to be better defensively. Newhook, you know, God bless him. He did his best for in terms of effort, but he did not pan out. And uh, we got an extra first-round pick <laughs> to get Colton over Newhook. This is a hell of a deal by Sackick and McFarland. I don't know how anyone else can spin this. Um, yeah, this is a awesome deal. Uh, we got now we have we were dealing with a major crisis in terms of the our center depth. Now we have McKinnon, Johansson, and Ross That's Colton fair. down the middle instead yeah. of Confer and Newhook. This is absolutely an upgrade, and we got a first round pick because of it. So yeah, uh, Avalanche absolutely came out the better for this one. Yeah, I mean. We can give a shit for it, but yeah, Colton had 32 points last year. Newhook had had 30 and same amount of games. So Colton is played more minutes too. Played more minutes. Mm-hmm. Played play, played bigger minutes, so he he could step up into that JT Comfer role. You know, I I think it makes sense for Newhook to go to Montreal. But we were talking about with like like their timeline and and Colton being in pretty much his prime right now, going to the Avs, who are trying to capitalize on that. So yeah, Joe Sakic. I mean, just just. He goes from being a great player to being a kicking the fucking ass. To be a, a, a great Wrong. GM. Fuck <laughs> going, you fucking bum. <laughs> I got to do both jobs now. Like fucking Brennan Shannon should have done the fucking Dubas. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I got. I gotta fucking say here. Well, you're going on about how brutal the fucking standard death was in Colorado. Why don't you put some fucking respect on Dennis Malgin's name? God damn it, Joel. That's fucking the <laughs> hey, Dennis Malgin only started scoring when it came to Denver, buddy. Well, fucking 17 points, 42 fucking games for you guys right. last year. Let's go. Let's go. Is he still with Colorado? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, I think he's a UFA. So who fucking yeah, knows? He should be. He's he should be. <laughs> he should be. He's up in KHL, your fucking yeah. second best league. 
world. Are we going to are we going to the Swiss League, bro? Just and <laughs> mucking over in fucking Zurich or something. Let's go. Yeah. Um. All right. We're moving on to the last bit of news here. Um. A little bit of a signing coming out of uh coming out of the Toronto camp. Toronto Maple Leafs were able to ink uh, forward centerman David Kampf. Uh. To the cops. My girlfriend always says whenever she sees Camp on the TV, uh, David Camp with a four-year, $2.4 million signing. A little bit of term on the deal here. Uh, a lot of people were fucking chirping this signing here, man. Like, I, I get it. It's not a blockbuster. You know, $2.4 million, it's a bit to pay for a fourth-line centerman. But you got to remember, this is a guy that would be put out on the ice there for a lot of defensive face-offs and then just get the fuck off the ice because he was good at face-offs and he would win. And also, he was a fucking prime penalty killer, man. You look at a lot of these goals, the shorthanded goals that Mitch Marner put up you know over the past two years well guess who's been right there fucking with them on the pk is david Kampf. so uh since when is since when is defense just not a valuable thing anymore you see a signing and everyone just goes to fucking db and sees the guy's stat line and says oh this guy fucking stinks it's like well you know what there's two sides of the ice to play here and man Kampf can win you big defensive zone faceoffs. he's reliable from that sheldon keith loves the guy and 2.4 million dollars realistically if you can't fit a guy a valuable guy if you can't fit a penalty killer on your team for 2.4 million dollars then well what the fuck are we doing here so they got him for the term uh i think he's i think he's only what like 27 years old or something like that i forget exactly how old he is but i know he's not really old um so yeah hell yeah man i'm fine with david camp 2.4 million dollars and you know uh, a solid you know fourth line bottom six guy that, that can kill penalties what the fuck's wrong with that yeah he's 28 that that last point you made is pretty much what it is he's 2.4 million four years you know maybe you want to say it's too long it's a little bit too much but the Leafs saw value in him. He's going to be a fourth line, third line guy for them. So you know what? Lock him up. If it's if he turns out to be bad, you can trade him. You can bury that contract. It's not an issue. It's identifying you know the the role players in your bottom six that you want and, and putting them there. And 2.4 million, like you said, should not like block anything anywhere. So if the Leafs like him, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How much do you disagree? How much do you hate David Kampf, Joel? Just say it. You know me, man. You know me. I love David Kampf. This this guy is an absolute beauty. He's a comfer. He's a comfer. Remember? Remember my yeah. old call out? Uh, David Kampf to score a goal and like ran yeah. on day and March. Yes. Like, You're right. One or whatever the fuck 100%. <laughs> no, I like this guy. I just think that he's more of a fourth liner. And uh, 2.4 million yeah. is more than you should be paying for a fourth liner. Is there no uh, value on the penalty kill then? Do you think or no? So not, that you, should just you, be nothing. You, you got a good point there. I, I I don't hate this. Okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not um, sticking my flag <laughs> uh, against this. Um, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's paying a few it's hundred thousand too much. too much for 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 what you know you're going to get rather than going for an unknown. Right. I, I think the, the signals that they're not getting O'Reilly back. This comp guy is going to be the third line center. I don't okay. see the Leafs paying $2.4 million four years for a four-line center. Comp is going to be third line center, which means O'Reilly is out. Just out of curiosity, what do you think? Because David Kampf was technically a UFA. July 1st, he could have you know signed with any team he want. What do you think he could have got on the market? Probably around the same, but uh, he likes it here, right? I think some t- some team would have gave him three. I imagine he could have so, got probably probably two years, three million for a year. But like yeah. he took a less cap hit for longer term, term with with a team that he knows is should right. be competitive. Yeah, the term is important, right? Four years. Not mm-hmm. not many teams are going to give him four years. For Doesn't that. have that no, no move clause though, so he can be traded at any point. As he shouldn't have that no move clause. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, all right. That's pretty much it for news here. Uh, boys, we got four names here for a little segment. Do you, you want to oh, run through that no, real quick? I, we're mean, done. I, mean, I mean, we have to. So we go. have to. Let, we'll keep it quick. With there. Okay. We're going into it. We touched on this last show. We're keeping it on. It's my one of my favorite fucking segments we have all year long, baby, especially at free agent time. It's time for the 2023 part two edition of the Hockey Gambling Podcast presents Pay or stay away you know how this works we're going to list a couple of players here we're just going to go through four nice and real quick uh, we'll run through them they're currently free agents on the market available to sign anywhere as of july 1st we're gonna we're gonna run through them a little bit and say hey would should these guys be paid or should they be stayed away uh you've been paying attention to time. those uh the montreal <laughs> the gobbledygook uh all right we're gonna keep this going first name on the docket here we're going with one Vladimir Tarasenko. Coming off a $7.5 million cap hit, spent the majority of last year with the St. Louis Blues, was traded to the New York Rangers uh, towards the deadline a little bit before. Vladimir Tarasenko put up 18 goals and 32 assists last year for a total of 50 points in 69 games played. Mr. Ryan Gilbert, when it comes to Vladimir Tarasenko, would you pay or would you stay away? This is going to be surprising, I think, but I would pay. I would pay for a two or three year contract for for like a good top six, middle six winger here, good power play specialist. Has a good shot. He scored thirty goals, forty goals in his career, pretty consistently. Uh, down a notch last year, especially with the Rangers there, couldn't really find himself there. But yeah, I think Tarasenko, especially with the right team, if a contender picks him up, yeah, I'd pay him a bit for a few years and see if you can get a, a deep playoff run out of it. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a tough call with Tarasenko. I think that if you're a team like the Canes, you need a goal score or whatever. So in that case mm-hmm. you would pay, but uh, most, most times I think I would stay away. I, I don't really trust this guy going forward. He has an injury history he has an effort history. Uh, he did, He doesn't really put up hundred percent all the time. So, yeah, it depends on the team, but uh, in general, I would stay away. I'm kind of leaning towards Jolie here on this one. But obviously, Vladimir Tarasenko is a very offensively-minded player. He can put the fucking biscuit in the basket. Maybe he didn't really do it so much last year, but uh, he's still a pretty serviceable player. Um, but you got to remember, this guy's 31 years old. You know, this could be – he's probably looking to fucking cash the bag here, man, a little bit. He's probably going to be looking for term as well. And with a weaker free agent class, I imagine someone will be fucking stupid enough to give this guy maybe like a five-, six-year deal or something like that. So I would be very weary of that – um there's there's going to be teams looking for looking for scoring death like joel said um but even even if you're a team like chicago you're looking for some guys to kind of to play alongside of a player like Connor bedard obviously now joel touched on it too he's been known to have some less than you know stellar professional habits is that someone you want around a young guy like bedard yeah like cocaine uh yeah it did right so maybe uh maybe a a little you want a cup you want a cup he did Oh, I'm looking at all my accounts. I'm making more money than I thought I did. Sorry. Sorry, boys. Yeah, Keep going. You're killing it. Joel. That's why he's a draft guru, Joel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know. I, I don't would... distract. Keep going. Tarasenko is a, is a, uh, I just don't think that he's got the same kind of it, legs that he used to do. Uh, and yeah, he, we, we saw in the playoffs, like the kind of guys get you over the top, like the Parvashevs, whatever, the big guys, big mm-hmm. boys, big bullies. They give a shit. They give a shit. Exactly. They're willing yeah, to exactly. fucking. Tarasenko does but, not but give it also, 
it just like shows how weak how weak the free agent class is too. Like, like that, that Tarasenko is one of one of the top guys you're looking at because there's nobody out there. He used to be sick though. When like, a couple of years back, Tarasenko yeah. was fucking unreal, man. I, I, and that's why I feel like he could be sick again. And the right, like if he's the the third guy on the line with with two playmakers, he could be a he could snipe forty goals. If you're like, if you're playing with Bedard, maybe that rejuvenalizes you a little bit. Like saying, oh, this kid's fucking awesome. Maybe it finds you a love of the game again, right? So and it, it rejuvenalizes fucking, you for real. He, yeah, maybe is that a word? I don't fucking no. know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, well, Blackhawks gotta get to the floor, man. So who fucking knows? All right, let's uh, keep it moving here. Uh, a little bit of an interesting one here on the docket. We have one Oliver Ekman Larson coming out an eight point two five million dollar contract, which was bought out by the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. I blew this. Was not on the sheet. Uh, I know, right? OEL was uh, 31 years old here. Uh, currently, he had two goals and 20 assists last year for 22 points in 54 games played. Mr. Meyer, I'm throwing out to you here. Oliver Ekman Larson, official UFA coming off a of bio. Would you pay or would you stay away? Yeah, once again, it depends on the price. But uh, anything under, yeah, let's say, 1.25 for a year or two. I think that he could fit in like a contending team. Let's say Florida. I know that there's rumors out there for him to go into Florida, uh, Boston as well. Of course, he waived his uh, no trade clause when he was in uh, Arizona for only Vancouver and Boston. So that signals that he wants to go to Boston. But uh, yeah, anything at 1.25 or under for a year, or maybe even two, I think would be fine. Like this guy does not have the kind of uh, mobility that he used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still got the same kind of smarts, same kind of intelligence, same kind of leadership. So, yeah, like obviously the the, the Canucks failed in this fucking deal and have to buy him out. <laughs> but uh, going forward, if you're only paying him for uh, a minimal price, then this guy can still mean something to the team. Uh, I watched him again and again getting burned by fast players, like just fucking McCabe's <laughs> gonna fucking coast by him. But if he's playing the Eastern Conference, there's a McDavid in the Eastern Conference. So, True. you know, the, the, the Bruins or the Panthers, this guy could play on the third line and play respectable minutes and uh, do his part. So I would pay, but nothing more than like 1.25. Yeah, I, I think OEL is kind of in a similar situation to a few years ago, a few years ago with uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Coming off a big contract, he was bought out by the Rangers. He signed with with the Lightning for for one year, 1.75. He's now with the uh, the Ducks there at 3.3.9. Like just living it up with the sandals. Yeah, I can see Axel Larson doing doing the same. Going to Tampa Bay, going to Florida, going up to Boston, playing for a million, 1.5 million, and playing for a contender. Like, like so, I, I wouldn't pay him what the market value is, but I think he does have value to a certain team. Yeah, I think I think right now when you think of Oliver Ekman Larson, I think he's got a little bit of a stink on him right now. You know, like yeah, everybody just thinks about that eight point two five million dollar contract he's coming off. Obviously, that's a fucking terrible deal. Obviously, right now OEL at thirty one years of age with long miles on him is worth anywhere close to eight point two five million dollars uh, a year. But I think. Uh, I think this is still kind of a serviceable player, man. That uh, can do maybe not a maybe not a top two, top obviously not a top one pairing, but if you had this guy on your third pairing D line or something like that, you know, nice veteran presence as well, maybe to help kind of uh, help show the ropes for a younger player. I, I think this is definitely a viable contract or a viable player rather. The problem is the price. Uh, I 
I know you guys were saying like you know 1.2 and said I wouldn't be opposed to paying OEL like two million dollars or something just to be on my team. Um, I know I think I heard I think it was Pierre LeBrun was talking on Toronto radio the other day saying that a lot of teams are uh, considering kicking the tires and lighting the fires on OEL. So there might be a little bit more of a market here on the guy than what we're than what we're kind of speculating right now. Um, yeah, would anything over fucking anything close to even three million dollars is definitely an overpay. But like yeah, I'd, I'd take OEL for about two million dollars, but. Yeah, someone's going to be dumb enough to give him uh, to give him uh, some money, and someone's going to be dumb enough to give him some term when they do it too. So we'll, we'll have to see where that plays out. But kind of an interesting one to throw in. Uh, all right, we'll keep it moving here, gentlemen. How many we're more? Go- How many more we got? We got Is this the last one here? Oh, no, we got two more. We'll keep go. it quick. God. We got two more. We'll keep it quick. Uh, we're going with. Frederick Anderson. Frederick mm. Anderson coming off a $4.5 million contract. One of the larger goalies on the free agent market this year. He's currently 33 years of age, coming off a contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, 34 games played last year. He had a 2.48 goals against average and a .903 save percentage. Mr. Uh, Mr. Gilbert, Frederick Anderson, would you pay or would you stay away? Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, fraud or nod, pay or stay away crossover game here with uh, with the goalie, Frederick Anderson. Um. Uh, I'd probably pay. He's been decent in the playoffs with uh, with Carolina, even if the regular season numbers have not been there. Um, I don't know what he's, what he's going to fetch. I have no idea what his contract would be. But, yeah, I think he's can be a 1A to someone else's 1B. He can start 40, 50 games a season and then, you know, be the guy in the playoffs as long as he's healthy. That's a big, big thing with him is being healthy. But I see no reason to stay away from him at this point. Stay away. Stay the fuck away, man. <laughs> I've seen what he did with the Leafs when they trusted on the goalie, and I've seen what he's done with the Hurricanes when they don't need a goalie. And in both cases, he's fallen short of the mark, and uh, he's going to demand too much money. So I'm not interested in him at all. I think he could find an average goalie who could do the same thing that he did for both teams. So absolutely, just find a cheap replacement of the goalie for uh, the Hurricanes, and you'll be just fine. So, yeah. Definitely new, not interested in paying for Freddie Anderson. I think uh, uh, if this had been like a 29 or even a 30-year-old Frederick Anderson, I'd be a bit more inclined to pay him. But at 33 years old here, you got to be scared of giving this guy any type of term whatsoever. And if you're not giving him term, then you're going to have to give him fucking money, right? So uh, I'm kind of leaning a bit more towards Joel here. I would kind of stay away. Uh, with that being said, man, Freddie can stop pucks, you know, when he wants to actually fucking play. <laughs> that is the objective yeah. of the goal. Yeah, that. but he can do it. But what he doesn't want to fucking play. A lot of times we'll just be like, you know what? Yeah, my, my knee hurts. I'm taking fucking three right. months off. Right. Like, what do we do? He's, you can't rely on that, right? So especially as he gets older, you know, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I love, I love Frederick Anderson, but I'm staying fucking clear on this one. All right, last one on the docket. We'll keep this one quick too. This is a pretty interesting one that I'd like to talk about here. Uh, boys, we have one, Max Domi. Max Domi coming off a $3 million contract, currently 20 years old or 20 years of age. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's not 20 that. years of age. Oh, 28. Sorry. I meant to say 28. Uh, he's, he's with the stars. Sorry, Ty Domi's <laughs> coming off, coming yeah. off a three year contract. Yeah. 17. <laughs> yeah. $3 million contract. He's 28 years old. He had a pretty good year in Dallas last year. Uh, I was, I think he's with the Rangers at 1.2. Maybe I'm fucking Black stupid. Hawks. He's been with Chicago, everything. Blackhawks. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Chicago. Carolina last year. Yeah. Columbus was with. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, Max Domi had no. He he was with Chicago and Dallas last year. Anyways, Max Domi had 20 goals and 36 assists last year for 46 points in 80 games played. Not bad on the stat line here. Brings a little bit of grit to the play. Mr. Joel Meyer, Max Domi, would you pay or would you stay away? I think I'd pay actually. Um, It's a it's a difficult free market agency. Um, considering the the lack of absolute talent, but uh, the, the, this guy I think is a more he's gotten better and better over the last few years. Especially, you know, he was on a bad team in Chicago and proved his worth. And he he was with with the Stars. And I think he he had an excellent uh, few games in the second round against the Kraken. So I would lean towards paying, but uh, once again, it just depends on the price. But uh, I I would be more high on Max Domi than most of the free agents that are available right now. Um, this guy is a, uh, he's a journeyman, but, uh, he's, he's seemed to get better and better over the past few years. And he's, uh, he still inherits the physical side from his father. I like him in a fight. So I'd lean towards paying him. Yeah. Out of the guys out there, I look at him. I think Domi has to be one of the guys that you were probably gonna, gonna pay. Cause just cause the free agent class is so bad. And he can be one of those guys that can play up and down the lineup. He can, he put up, 56 points last year, 20 goals. That's not out of unheard of from him. He had 72 points uh, back in 2018-19 with Montreal. So if he gets second-line minutes with the right team, he can be a a, a force, a, a two-way force that puts up 20-25 goals and plays good defensive hockey. So, yeah, I, I think I, I would pay him if I was a contender looking for a, like a, a middle six uh, center to fill things out. I'm right there with you guys, man. I would definitely pay Max Domi here. Um, it's He's one of those guys that... He needs a home, man. Like he needs a solidified home. Maybe some term will go. Like nobody does. Like he's yeah. been bouncing give around. Give Domi a, a homie. Give Give Domi a homie. Fuck bring yeah. Him, bring him home to, to Toronto. I was I would like that. I don't know if we'll be able to afford him, but I I no, think no matter where this guy. Yeah. You spent all your cash on uh, David Kopp. <laughs> um, I I think no matter where this guy goes though, he just needs to be somewhere where the GM can say, "Hey man, sit down. We're not gonna fucking move you. Even if you go on a little bit of a slump here, find yourself, grow some fucking roots, and become like a become a solidified player of our team." And I think this would benefit this kid fucking uh, this kid immaculately. I say that he's fucking one year younger than me, calling him a fucking kid. But e- either <laughs> way, goes. dude. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's our prerogative. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's all right. You're very correct. Um, But yeah, fuck yeah. So I would pay him and I would just tell him as a GM, like, hey, man, fucking yeah, you're on a team no matter what. Don't worry about any outside noise. Don't worry about getting fucking traded. Not going to give you no move clause, but I'm just going to let you know that we want you here. So hell yeah. Pay Max Domi. Hell of a player. Can put up points. Brings a lot of physicality, like Joel said, too. Uh, even though my buddy absolutely blew him the fuck up in his major minor midget draft year. Hell yeah, that was fucking awesome to see. Ty was pissed. Told that story on the pod before. Uh, either way, hell yeah. Let's go, Max Domi. Pay the fucking guy. Uh, I feel get like him he'd, home. he'd be great in like Colorado. As like a, as like put him in, as a third oh, line yeah. center there. Hell yeah, Just go for it. No, well they have to. He's a winger. Oh, yeah. they, they they have have and, and, and they got Colton now, so mm-hmm. you can play wing. Yeah, Ryan, you touched wing, on it. I like what you said. He's a guy that can play up and down throughout the lineup, though too. Yeah. You know, if you want him on your second line, you can do it. If you want him on your third line, you can fucking do it, right? So, no, no, nothing wrong with that. If anyone wants Domi and doesn't get him, they could uh, just trade for Scott Lawton. He's at yeah. uh, three three million for the next three I years. I know. Or uh, uh, East, Easton Cohen. The, uh, yeah, the there you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. Max Domi and fucking Easton Cohen online together. David Kampf out there, too. Four years, 2.4. Bargain. <laughs> Play the fucking parade, boys. Let's go. Cool. Does it get any better than that? It doesn't. 
All right, that wraps up our pay away uh, section for the year 2023. One of the awesomer segments that we have on the show. Absolutely great. Uh, Free agency obviously is on Saturday on July 1st. So uh, we're all pretty stoked for that, man. It'll be cool to see. Boys, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here? We pretty much cover it. We're good. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. Uh, not really, though. But either way, we got free agency coming on in the NHL. Football, I can't fucking. I'm I'm getting football fucking depression here. Hey. All we got is the CFL. Hey. CFL. BC Lions, baby, 3-0. and Argos 2-0 and with a bye week in week one. Don't know if that makes any fucking sense. But we hey, whatever. Bombers in Winnipeg. Yeah, Dude. that's actually good. Winnipeg's fucking sick. Um, all right, uh, so how you yeah, shout out the CFL that fucking slaps. Uh, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, though, and other stuff. F1's boring as shit, but I imagine they're fucking racing somewhere. Uh, NASCAR's doing its fucking thing, so that's always fucking wicked. Uh, golf, I didn't even look. What fucking golf tournament do we got this week? Is there anything tight? I haven't even looked. None of the top guys are playing, right? Like, is, they're all like 15 to 1 or more. John Deere, probably. John Deere What's Classic. Tra- is it the, it, no, it's not the Traveler. Traveler was last weekend. No, right? it's, but it's Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing is, they, they're coming off a, they're coming off a major. They had fucking, they've yeah, had like got, three majors. They've had, or two majors recently. They have a couple of elevated events. These guys want to take it off, right? So, Hideki's uh, going to win it, though, either way. But Or Sanjay Ham. Or Ricky Fowler. Um, anyways, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to check out the articles. Lots of love goes into those articles. Uh, and shout out to all the other shows, man. Be sure to check out the other shows. Ryan and Blake are always killing it with Baseball Money is Fake, so be sure to give that a listen to as well. Uh, and of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. 600 messages tonight. That's fucking wicked. That's how you pop off uh, in the hockey channel and the baseball channel. We're getting there. We're going to get there. We're going to keep up those tires. Colonizing. We're colonizing. We're Kick branching those pussies out. Pussies out. Hell yeah, we're going to fucking boot you all. You guys are going to be in the basketball channel, and then when you're in the basketball channel, we're coming for you too. We're going to be like Napoleon in this shit. We'll Let's fuck that woman and breed. <laughs> yes, we fucking will, baby. Let's for the go. hockey channel's glory. Hell yeah, we're going to bring the baseball cup back to the hockey channel and just fucking give it. Uh, Alright, so uh, shout out to all our friends about the Discord. If you're trying to get in the Discord, you can reach out to uh, myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction, or you can reach out to the HTP Twitter account. Or you can uh, you can go to the NHL draft. And if you're at the NHL draft, you can give some inside information to our boy Joel Meyer. Because he doesn't fucking need it either way. So he'll take your inside information and tell you, fuck you. I'm the draft king. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you how to get into the Discord. So that's what you could do, baby. Shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Shout out to shout out. the draft or king. Shout out Mac. Fellow Leafs fans. Yeah, he's just killing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, this guy knows more prospects than I do. I don't want to take all the credit this guy is an absolute beast in terms of uh, dealing with prospect hockey, minor league hockey. Uh, hell of a time working with him. He was drink with me in the, during the draft, so uh, yeah, I got to shout him out as well. And uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a good least boy. That's awesome. I would, I would also like to pay respect to the two lobsters that I stabbed through the fucking brains today, uh, and I and just murdered in cold blood on my on my kitchen table, and then boiled them while they're while they're they're holding on to near near life, and just put them in a boiling pot of water, and then proceeded to twist half of their body off and dissect all the meat from their innards and cut off their entire body into shells to make it into a beautiful stock. So I would just like to say, I love you, lobsters. Thank you, lobsters. Love you, lobsters. Hell yeah. Alright, my name is Tom Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter, Tom underscore Jenkins94. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you'll find me sitting in my fat stack of draft bets and winnings. Sitting on my couch. 
sitting on a lawn chair outside in Washington State, enjoying the sun. 30 degree weather coming up next week. I got the next fucking eight days off. Let's fucking go. It's fucking all right. uh, oh, yeah. soul beer, um, Tosaki, whatever the fuck Mexican beer we got going on. And a lot of smokes. Cheap smokes in America. Oh, what's the what's the over under on how many fucking heaters you plow in the next eight days? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a good enough bookmaker for that, that number. You're, uh, but you're, it's going to be high. You're bringing the real poor air quality to the states. You know what I'm starting to say. Oh, it's, it's shitty down here again. Thanks, Dallin. Yo, dude, Toronto's yes, literally number one worst in the world right now. So when's you fucking oh, blown? Man. And you know what? I walked outside today and it smelled pretty good. It smelled like wood, like burning wood. That was like a fire. Yeah, I was like, it smells awesome, bro. So I don't know what you guys are always <laughs> bitching about. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Peace. <laughs>